Lighthouse, Camera, Action by Emma Pursehouse and If These Tiles Could Talk by Steve Possinger. A blog post by Kibria Mehrbahn, February 22nd, 2020. The two poets featured in this week's blog posts are pillars of the poetry scene in Wolverhampton and beyond. We sat down to talk to two-thirds of the brilliant collective Poets, Prattlers and Pandemonialists about the arts in the Midlands, the inspirational qualities of architecture and how they managed to write their overhear pieces for the Lighthouse Cinema and the Posada, alongside all the other amazing things they do with Wolverhampton Literature Festival. The Literature Festival approached me for this because I'm currently City of Wolverhampton Poet Laureate, Emma tells us, when we sit down with her in the cafe of Lighthouse Cinema. I had heard of Overhear because of a friend of mine, Willis the Poet, who was involved at an earlier stage. I like anything that takes poetry out of the normal places, she says. I think people sometimes sit back and expect people to come to poetry, and they're not going to. This takes it out to folks instead. It feels like something that might appeal to younger people too. That you can go around town and collect the poems. I like that's engaging people in a different way. It's Pokemon Go, but for poetry. On the subject of bringing poetry to the masses, Emma tells us a bit more about her involvement with Wolverhampton Literature Festival. I've been involved with the festival in some form or other for the last three years. The arts collective I'm a part of, poets, prattlers and pandemonialists. We run quite a few events. The slam at the Arena Theatre on the opening night, a fringe room in the Lichgate, and we bring an open mic to the Lighthouse on the last evening. All three of those venues have a poet writing an overhear piece for them, we are pleased to point out. It's a pretty collaborative thing, Emma says. Wolverhampton is a city and there's a massive population, but the town centre itself is quite small. Most of the creatives and venues do know each other and link up. Emma goes on to talk about her chosen venue, Lighthouse Cinema, in more detail. Lighthouse is an independent cinema with two screens and a lovely cafe, she says. It's been going for about 25 years as a cinema in this really beautiful building. Chubb building. It's very industrial architecture with a smashing courtyard. There's two exhibition spaces too, so you can often take in some art while you're here, and they're just really friendly, nice people. Having spent a decent amount of time there in the run-up to the festival, we can confirm this sentiment. It needs supporting. Quite often people say, oh, Wolverhampton doesn't have a cinema. But it does, and it's here, and it's great. I come here to see films, of course, but I was also a volunteer usher here years ago, so there's some history there. I'm often in here working because the cafe is good, and it's a lovely place, and they let me plug my computer in. For this, I spent a whole day, from when it opened, just sitting here and watching, listening. I didn't tell people what I was up to, making notes and just thinking about the space and what went on with it, Emma tells us. Some of the stuff that happens in my poem are things that I really saw on that day. Some of the phone call bits that appear in the poem are things I overheard being said. It's a nice way to work. Not how I always do stuff, but if I'm writing about a certain place, that's what makes sense. To immerse myself in it and get under the skin of it. It was lovely to be able to take time out, to be able to do that here. Emma worked closely with the manager of the lighthouse, Kelly Jeffs, who became integral to the piece in more ways than one. Once I hit on the idea of writing it as if it was a film, I was away with it. But it took a while to get that angle. I took it to Kelly, 
she's featured in the poem as our plucky heroine, to make sure it was appropriate, and I made a couple of amends in the back of our conversation. It was quite interesting working with someone who isn't another poet or an editor, but has a different perspective on it. You don't get that chance a lot, being a poet. And it was great, because she got what I'm trying to do. She goes on to say more about what exactly that is. If people don't already use the lighthouse, I'm hoping that the fact that they have to come here to collect the poem means they'll see it and might see how lovely it is and go, oh, I might stop here for a cup of tea. I like that. The poem also does a bit to explain how difficult it is for places like this to keep going because they're not funded. If it encouraged people to use the place, that would be great, Emma says. Unlike in films, there are no guarantees of a happy ending here. If we want it to stay open, we've got to support it as a community. To hear Emma's poem, Lighthouse, Camera, Action, and support the wonderful Lighthouse Cinema, head over there to collect the poem using the Overhear app, available to download on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. To see more from Emma, visit her website, www.emmapursehouse.co.uk and follow her on Twitter at Emma Pursehouse. Steve Pottinger was also familiar with Overhear through hearing about another poet's involvement. He tells us when we meet him in his chosen venue, the Posada, I knew Rick had been a part of it, but I don't often go into Birmingham, so I hadn't downloaded the app or collected anything, he tells us. Next I heard of it, Penelope from Wolverhampton Literature Festival mentioned they were going to be doing something with it here. I'm part of a collective with Emma Pursehouse and Dave Pitt. I think it was Dave who said in the first instance, I've been asked to do a poem. I said, brilliant, what is it? And he went, I'm not sure. He laughs. Then of course, Tom got in contact with Emma and then me. And as he explained it and told us about what they'd done before, it became clear that it was just a brilliant idea. It's one of those things where, now that he's done it, it's so obvious. Why hadn't anyone done it before? I'm so pleased that Wolverhampton Literature Festival went for it, Steve tells us. The first year it was very small, and they just wanted to see if it would work, if it could attract an audience. It was local, they were basically going, right, anyone who's around, do you fancy being involved? And we jumped at it. At the same time as being passionate about doing poems, we're all really passionate about Wolverhampton, he says. It's very easy for people from other parts of the country to drive straight through here. It all looks like one big sprawl and they don't really differentiate us from Birmingham. Whereas anyone who lives here would go, what? He makes a suitably offended face. So we're really excited about Wolverhampton having its own literature festival. It's grown each year as they've tried new things, figured out what works and what doesn't. Every year we've come to them with a wish list, and every year they've let us have a couple of things from it. He goes on to tell us a bit more about what poets, prattlers and pandemonists are doing this year. One of the things we always do is the Poetry Slam, which opens the whole festival. We do it a week before, so we're not fighting for audiences, and this year it looks like it's going to sell out. On the same day, we're doing Postcard Poets, which is a chance to get out and bring poetry to people in the streets. The problem in areas like this, he says, is you get a lot of people who think the arts aren't for them. It's theatre, it's Shakespeare, it's dull, it's boring. It's just got nothing to do with their lives. Why would they be interested? We quite enjoy going, do you know what? You might be surprised. Try a bit of this. Of course, you'll get some people who are still not into it, he laughs. But then you get people who go, oh right, this is something different. 
or people who didn't even know the festival was happening and are now interested. There's some really great stuff that happens here. There's a lot of talent, Steve tells us. I like the mix that the festival have. They try and make sure it's diverse so they've got something for everyone. They give us free reign with the Fringe Room, for example. We went, we've got these shows that we saw in Edinburgh and we'd like to bring them down. And they just said, all right then. Because it's upstairs at the Lichgate pub and it's free to come in, we get people who just came in for a drink and end up staying there all day to enjoy the shows. That always feels like a victory. And maybe next year they'll try and come back with a few friends. You have to take things like this out of the usual context or you end up with a little niche of poets all just talking to each other. It's boring, he says. I never wanted to be part of some exclusive club. I just want people to enjoy the arts in whatever way they can. Just about everybody has some way in which they're creative, whether it's poetry or doing rooms up or painting watercolours. If you find that and make it a part of your life, your sense of well-being is absolutely transformed. Giving people more ways to access that through events in their local or poems in an app has to be a good thing. We asked Steve to talk to us about the work he has done for Over Here this year. It's always lovely to be asked to do a commission poem. What poet doesn't like that? And it's an excuse to come in, sit somewhere and just see what comes to mind. What you notice, what you pick up on, what connections you come up with. It was superb. I love the idea that people will be able to come here, visit a pub they might not have otherwise come to, and pick up on all these things too. When the list of venues was sent to us, the Posada was one of the ones that drew me in straight away, he tells us. I don't come in here all the time, but I used to walk past the outside road and see those beautiful bronze-coloured glazed tiles and think, what a gorgeous building. They've got all these original features, the leaded glass in the tiles. In lots of places, this all got ripped out so they could be modernised, but here the history is just oozing out of the walls. Although, funnily enough, I couldn't find that much about its history online. One thing I did find out was that the first ever automated traffic lights were those ones there, the black and white painted poles. He points out of the window to the street outside. I thought, I've got to reference that. You can imagine that would have been a good day. It's November, a guy comes out to the pub, he sees that and goes, ah, that's newfangled rubbish. He laughs. Other than that, it was a bit of a blank slate, which in itself is a creative gift. Steve tells us about the inspiration behind his poem, If These Towers Could Talk. The look of the pub is one of the things I've always enjoyed. The glazed tiles outside and in here, I found myself going, what have those tiles seen over all this time? Imagine if they could tell you. I started daydreaming about who might have come in here over the years, what might have happened. So I used the tiles as my way in, imagining they could talk. Steve's poem is another with a cinematic feel. He continues, From there, in my mind, it unrolled like a bit of a film. The different characters would come in, the ones that were pretending they were somewhere else, the ones that drank their wages and went home to get strips torn off them, those keeping themselves to themselves. I do like place poems that are very specific, Steve tells us. I got second prize in the Prole Poetry Competition last year for a poem that was set on the 529 bus that I get on to take me home. It came from one instant where there was a guy, Eastern European I think, on the top deck who had headphones on and was singing along to his music. There was about six of us there and we were all just finding it amazing because he was so emotive and it was so wonderful and hilarious and sweet. 
In my poem, the singing guy is homesick, he says. And because of that, the bus doesn't stop. It just keeps going overnight all the way through Europe and takes them home. So it was very specific with reference to the bus route, but in the end it connects to a much wider human experience. That sense of just sometimes I really miss where I'm from. This poem for the Posada does the same, I hope. It's about here, but it's also about people, which might be the more important bit. To experience a people watch along with Steve, head over to the Posada and collect his poem, If These Tiles Could Talk, using the Overhear app, available in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. To read more from Steve, visit his website, www.stevepottinger.co.uk, and follow him on Twitter at BigSteVePoet. These blog posts were written by Kibria Mehrbahn for Overhear Poetry. Find out more at www.theoverhere.app. Download the app and get collecting.